Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Wednesday, December 21st, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. A big few days for the Missouri Tigers this week. On Friday, Mizzou takes on Wake Forest in the Gasparilla Bowl. On today's show, you'll hear from head coach Eli Drinkwitz, quarterback Brady Cook, and freshman wide receiver Makai Miller. The Tigers will be looking to finish the season with a record above 500, but they got their work cut out for them. The offensive-minded Demon Deacons are a one-and-a-half-point favorite as of midweek. But before then, on Thursday night, Missouri takes on Illinois in the annual Bragging Rights game in St. Louis. These teams have been going at each other in St. Louis annually since 1983, and it's been a series of swings. Illinois will win three or four in a row, then Missouri, and so on. The Illini won last year's game to end a Tigers three-game winning streak in the series. On today's show, star columnist Vahe Gregorian and I discuss both games, and we'll kick things off with that conversation. After a break, you'll hear from Eli Drinkwitz, Brady Cook, and Makai Miller. Okay, let's get started. Vahe. Blair. Good to see you again, my you friend. You too. Been too long. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Uh, inside joke <laughs> is what that is. It means you've got me in sense around. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I, I appreciate your co-hosting duties this week uh, for, for the Sports Beat KC podcast. And on today's show, we're going to talk a little Missouri Tigers. Big week for the Tigers. Um, Thursday night is the Bragging Rights game against Illinois and St. Louis for Dennis Gates' team coming off an incredible victory over Central Florida. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but I want to start by talking football. It's bowl week for the Tigers. They're going to take on Wake Forest in the Gasparilla Bowl on Friday night, actually 5.30 p.m. Central Time kickoff. The Gasparilla Bowl is in Tampa, Florida. uh, so, Missouri 6-6 six and six this season. They qualified for the bowl game by winning their final two games, beat New Mexico State and Arkansas um, to go from 4-6 and six to 6-6, six and six, and that, that got them in, in the bowl. Um, so, it's bowl week, and what do we think of the Tigers? Um, I, I think to, to, to win your way into a bowl game kind of changes the, the narrative and the feeling a little bit. They... Uh, I know that public comments by coaches and players have all been pretty positive uh, this week, but um, six and six—that's kind of what Eli Drinkwitz has been at Missouri for three years, hasn't it? Yeah, and he was brought in to replace a guy who was, you know, having about that record. Yep, Harry um, Odom. And I, you know, this is probably a, too old a philosophy to cling to now, but you know, I can remember in the. 80s, 90s, the feeling was always, unless somebody's, you know, just absolutely demonstrated that they don't get it and been in big trouble, all those things, you need four or five years to to implement your program right. properly, to have your recruits mature. Um, this is a little different era. Uh, in this sense, you're, you're stuck having to be at hyperspeed in this era because of things like NIL and, and transfer, transfer portal. portal. Um, meanwhile, you put the the COVID time zone time warp over the whole thing. It's really a screwy time. So, I feel like when you think about all of that, I think we ought to be thinking he needs four or five years to 
show what this really is. And, and even though it's easy to think you see conclusive evidence um, all the time, but, you know, as you know, at least two of those games this year would just as easily could have been won if not for really kind of crazy breakdowns. Uh, Cra- I mean, cra- multiple each time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so I, I feel like, all right, they've got a foothold. And, but I also kind of feel like they need to get, get those next steps next year, right? That needs to be a, a, a winning team that's not just slinking into a bowl game. Th- that's right. I, I agree with that. And, a, and a couple, the, the outcomes that you were referring to are the Auburn and the Kentucky losses where, you're right, screwy things happened. Missouri was unlucky. But, look, they win those games. They're 8-4. and four. They're 5-3 and three in, the, in the SEC and 8-4 and four overall. And they're much closer to a New Year's Day Bowl, one, yeah. of, the, one of the better bowls that the conference has than they are uh, now. But, um, yeah, there's a lot going on uh, here. The, the, um, uh, you're absolutely right that the, the, the transfer portal has, in one sense, has made football more like basketball. In basketball, you, you should be able to reload immediately and go uh, because you're just dealing with fewer numbers. Well, kind of the same thing's true in football now. Um, as Eli Drinkwitz pointed out earlier this week, the, in the first 48 hours after the transfer portal window opened, 74 quarterbacks entered, <laughs> you know, in college, in, in Division One college football, 74. Um, there, the, yes, I, 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 I do believe that coaches should be given enough time to uh, to build a, a program and build their culture. That's a favorite word among coaches is building the culture. I believe all that's true. And, look, uh, Eli Drinkwood signed a contract extension this year yeah. through 2027. He's going to get, you know, at least another year, a, a fourth year to, to see if it can happen. But, I, yes, I, I, I think there have been enough signs in the program to believe that it should be a better-than-break-even uh, team, a, a break-even program, six and six. And when you're six and six, that's with you know a couple of automatic wins on your non-conference yeah, yeah, schedule right. this year: Abilene Christian and Louisiana yeah. Tech, New Mexico, New Mexico State. State. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, the, the, uh, it's time to go a little farther uh, yeah. with with Missouri uh, beginning next year. But they've got you know they got a chance to finish with a, a over 500 with this game coming up against Wake Forest, uh, interesting team. Wake Forest, kind of just the opposite of Missouri. They started out gangbusters, six and one, got to number ten in the poll, and then fell apart at the end of the season. And they're seven, and the the Demon Deacons are seven and five. Do you know who the athletic director at Wake Forest is? I do. It's our old friend from Kansas State, John Curry. John Curry. How about that? Be good to catch up with John. Yeah, yeah. That you're right, and uh, uh, I always enjoy John. Um, I ended up visiting with him in. Uh, in Carolina when I was there for something shortly after he lost the job and, and uh, um, or left the job, however the, yeah. that was presented. <laughs> but look, I, he's probably, speaking of culture, that's probably uh, a good spot for him to be with, with his background and, and good for him. They, that, that, that's good to see that happen. Yeah, before. yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and like you said, big week for the Tigers, not just the, the bowl game, but bragging rights is the night before. So on Thursday night, Illinois – Missouri in St. Louis really is a spectacle game. It's it's just a fun fun game. I hope listen. Wish Missouri all the luck in the world, but part of the attraction is not just 
you know, good teams playing, but that atmosphere and that environment's felt yeah. a lot of fun. I think I got about 23 of those under my belt. How and about that? Wow. Really, every, every one of them, just, just you walk in, it's the holidays, it's Christmas, and it's 50-50 seating. And, you know, typically you can see where the dividing line on the seats is with Illinois and Missouri colors. Um, this game it sometimes is meaningful, sometimes is influential, sometimes it's just a non sequitur. But this is pretty interesting with Missouri – Missouri's ten and one, and I guess only two two games away from Columbia, right? And both of those were thriller, last overtime and overtime, and, and then the the, the bank shot hurt yeah. around Columbia. That was yeah. an amazing uh, final seconds for, so for Missouri to beat Central Florida. They obviously they've shown some great improvement. They've also scheduled for success. Um, they've done some kind of nice intermediate things, right? But then up against. A real powerhouse like Kansas, just you know, not competitive. So this game looks like something in between that, right? Where probably this is—I don't think probably—I'm sure this is the, the second toughest team they've, they've to date. played to date, right? Um, and it's you know a new thing for Dennis Gates to see this particular rivalry. Um, I don't know if he's gone ahead and called the other. His predecessors for this, uh, like he did for the Kansas game, then doesn't want to talk about what they said to him. Don't know. And at this point, I guess I don't. I don't really want to ask after he shut us down on, on questions yeah, about that's, that that's before. Between, it's between him and Norm. That's right. <laughs> Except for Norm was happy yeah, to talk no, about exactly. it. <laughs> Another good call. Um, um, but anyway, I. I think it, it, it is really exciting, and actually, as we talk about it, I feel more excited about it. You know, the more you think about what's gone into it and the history, um, so it's it's we don't quite have that. I, mean, I guess we'll see it again next year when Missouri and Kansas are here for for basketball, right? Aren't they at the no, they go to T-Mobile it's, or one it, more it's, in it's Lawrence? Lawrence, Columbia, and then two straight at T-Mobile. The two straight, okay, it's one more. We already had the Lawrence. Right? Yeah, so Lawrence, two Lawrence. That's right. One so Columbia. They, there are two yeah. games into the six game series. Okay. Okay. So, but that—that's the closest approximation I can give. I can't say the Missouri-Illinois rivalry has anything like the roots of the Kansas-Missouri uh, one, but uh, once a year it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, it's like a little mini Texas uh, OU football game, right? Yeah. Cotton Bowl. It's just yeah. right. Splits the. I've only been to a couple of them, but you split the arena in half, and and somebody's always cheering. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're that's right. That's one of the cool right. things. Someone's always cheering in that game. Yeah. Um, you know, we we mentioned uh, the, the Kansas game and and how Missouri was just out of that game maybe by the first media timeout, um, but maybe that experience will help Missouri against Illinois. You know, that was for a lot of these players uh, who are practically all all but a handful of transfers from mid mid to, you know what we call mid major conference schools. Um, nobody. If, if you hadn't been in a Missouri KU game, you really don't know. And, um, and, and but but the intensity was incredible. The atmosphere was fantastic, and Kansas took them right out of it in the first yeah. few minutes. So maybe maybe having that having had been through that will help them again in the bragging rights game. But it's going to have to because after Illinois, uh, the next two opponents I believe are Kentucky and Arkansas. So three straight ranked opponents, and if you throw the Kansas game in there four out of five games against ranked opponents and then but you know 
the, the Central Florida game with, um, you know, with, with the, um, the DeAndre Golston banking in from 35 feet uh, at the buzzer, incredible finish for the Tigers. Really a feel-good day for Mizzou. And, and look, you know, back to the, the point of their, you know, this upcoming schedule. So they might, they might be about to lose three, four in a row. They might. They could. Um, they won't be, I don't think they'll be favored in any of them. I don't think they will. But I, I flip back to the psychology of scheduling the way they did. And, you know, that scheduling wasn't going to give you any sort of, um, you know, halfway steps to playing to knowing what it's like to play Kansas. It just wasn't. What it was going to give you was a chance to play a lot of combinations, play a lot of different ways, get your team to know each other, be able to focus on those sorts of things in a game in ways they might not have if they were, you know, down 15 to Indiana and early in the second half, right? So I, I, it's going to be easy to say, well, they've lost four in a row. They should never schedule that way at the start. I mean, I think that, that's what the logic will be. I don't really think that. I think it's – I don't think scheduling, you know, in the middle would have made them more qualified right. to win or lose these games coming up. Hopefully, you know, for their sake, they, they'll, they'll win a game or two out of the streak. I thought it was smart scheduling. Yeah. Uh, for a, for a first-year coach in a, in a program loaded with transfers that um, I think building confidence and, and becoming familiar with each other was paramount. I'm not sure how much that was going to happen if Missouri had played in one of those three games and three-day tournaments yeah. on an island somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and probably two that would have, you know, handled them. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I, so I, I, I'm all for it. I think they developed in a way that was meaningful for what this group is. Um, it will be very interesting in the years to come, right, to see, of course, everything's, again, different with NIL and the portal. But how many guys, if they're going to, the ability to create a core and of continuity, I think that's going to be a, a really interesting question for Missouri. Um, but look, we'll also, more interesting right now is how they're going to stack up against, you know, really good teams that aren't quite Kansas. Right. That, that That's right. Uh, and in, in a, two weeks, we'll, we'll know how, yeah, they, how yeah. they did. So, all right, Vahe, great conversation. We've got Missouri uh, basketball Thursday night against Illinois Braggart Rights in, in St. Louis. The next night, Missouri Wake Forest in the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa, Florida. Great week if you're a Missouri fan. Vahe, thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks, Blair. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. excited for our football team and our staff and our fans. Uh, Our football team will be headed to Tampa uh, in the morning and and, uh, we've had an excellent three days of preparation. 
Uh, I know our staff has, has really been working hard. We've been on the road for two weeks, uh, had 12 official visitors here this weekend, and, and in between doing that, three you know three days of uh, practice and game planning, I think we're all ready to get to Tampa. And, uh, you know, excited for uh, an opportunity to play a, a quality ACC football team in Wake Forest. Uh, obviously, Dave Clawson does a tremendous job. Um, offensively, Warren Rosario and their quarterback, Sam Hartman, are a very difficult task for our defense, um, which we're going to be down some players, but everybody's down players this time of year. So uh, look forward to that challenge. I know our defense has been working really hard, and it's an opportunity for some of our other guys to get a chance to step in and play and contribute. Um, defensively, obviously, Brad Lambert does a really nice job, uh, and uh, it'll be a difficult challenge for us. Um, obviously, we're going to be down uh, a couple of players and a coach, and, uh, again, opportunity for the next person to step up and, and uh, rally together as a team, and, and that's what I look forward to doing. So with that, I'll open it up for questions. Obviously, we know about, I guess, Isaiah Martez, Dom, and Jack are those, I mean, you're saying you're going to be down a few. Jack. Stonehouse. Jack Stonehouse. DJ Coleman. DJ Coleman, Devin Nicholson, Jelani Williams. Um, those guys uh, are not going to be with us in the bowl game. And, and uh, I think that's the extent of it. Um, well, I mean, there's been other guys who've entered the portal. Um, um, but those are the, the extent of guys who played a lot for us. Um, so, yep. Has Wood Bush gone? Well, uh, I mean, does it just go back to you're with the quarterbacks during practice and, and yeah. you're the show during the game? Yeah, I love it. I'm excited to be back. Uh, uh, that's what I called Brady and told him good news, bad news, you know. Um, so, no, back to it. You know, the game planning really didn't change a whole lot. Uh, uh, just go back to, to, to running it and calling it and, and uh, uh, see, what, see what Friday looks like. How good an opportunity is this for, you know, obviously younger guys and some of those guys not participating in the full game as like what happened when I was sure others like that? Yeah, exactly right. It's a great opportunity for uh, young guys like Makai Miller and, and uh, you know, Peanut looks to, look, looks to get a lot more snaps this game. And uh, Barrett Bannister's worked his way back to be healthy and ready to go. Uh, you know, I, I also appreciate the NCAA ruling that allows Jamarian Wayne and DJ Westerlock that they're going to be able to play in this game without uh, losing a red shirt. Look forward to T-Man, Tavares Jones, getting some opportunities on the defensive side of the ball. The Walker brothers uh, will be the bookends for us and, and look forward to those guys getting their opportunities. And, and at safety, you know, Isaac Thompson and Tyler Hubler have taken the lion's share of the reps uh, with, the, with the second group and look forward to those guys getting in too. How do you handle, uh, I mean, the slot, is it, Think about moving Luther in, or no? Uh, it'll be uh, Makai Miller and, and um, Barrett. The, uh, the Wake offense is kind of what they're known for. Unique, slow mesh. Yeah, I mean, for for people that maybe haven't seen them play, what's different? Is it as simple as they just hold the handoff a lot longer? Um, no, I mean it's a unique offense. They've been running for a long time. They've been very successful at it. Obviously, I think Sam's one touchdown away from breaking the ACC record uh, before he moves on to whether uh, you know the NFL or whatever his future holds. Um, you know, they 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 have uh, a lot of different things that they do really well in their offense. But one of the staples is um, an RPO style where it, it could be a handoff or a, a vertical throw or intermediate throw. Um, 
and it just takes time to develop and uh, it's unique and it's hard to describe until you see it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously they're very sound in what they do. Um, they do a great job of mixing their fronts from four down and odd. Uh, they have multiple pressures and coverages. Uh, I think the strength of their team is in their box. They do a really good job of, of eliminating or stopping the run and, and uh, um, keeping the ball in front of them. And so, you know, it's going to be a challenge for us to control the line of scrimmage on both sides. Um, and I think that's the thing going back, you know, offensively you have to control the line of scrimmage in a, in a line that uh, isn't really trying to knock you off the ball. So it's, it's, a, it's a challenge on both sides of the ball and a good football team, very sound, and we're going to have to play well, really well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still going to be football, and you're going to have to trust your keys and assignments. And, and, and you know, on the defensive side of the ball, you have to play really physical. you got to be a physical team. you got to have great hand, uh, eye discipline and hand discipline to fit your, uh, you know, to fit and shed the blocks and have got to have your eyes in your gap. You can't get uh, nosy and, and have eyes in other gaps. And then, you know, in your zone coverage, you got to make sure you know where the holes are because that's what they're trying to attack with their RPOs. No, I mean, I think every year has an opportunity for you to compete on your own. And I, as we've proven a whole lot, um, you know, every week's a, a week of its own. you got to compete every single day. Uh, this is a great opportunity for, for Walker to go out and Arden to go out and play and, and play well and, and uh, you know, help our football team this game. Um, but I don't read into it a whole lot more than that. Obviously, we anticipate that he's going to play well. He's, he's a good football player, and he's earned the opportunity to go out there and, and really put that on tape. A lot of people talk about the bowl game being able to be a springboard, like momentum into next season if you win. I mean, coming off of, of last year, like, did that one stick with you longer than any other game does just because it's the last one, or is there a carryover effect? Yeah, it stuck with me for It'll probably stick with me forever, to be honest with you, to lose that one the way we did, uh, especially to come back and and um, have what we thought was going to be a game-winning drive and then not be able to stop a triple-option team uh, in a two-minute situation hurt. Um, I don't know that it affected us at all this season. I don't think it did. Um, but, you know, you'd like the momentum of the offseason to be about winning the bowl game. Um, you know, bowl games have changed a whole lot in the last three years. Um but I, I think for us, this is about this team, this group of guys um, who, have, who have chosen to move forward together in this game and uh, this group of men and, and women in our organization to go down there and put our very best effort forward. I don't know what it's going to mean for the future. I just know, you know it's an opportunity for us to go win uh, a bowl game, um, and, and that's what we want to do. Brady, I don't know if, if Coach Hammond is, Coaching the game still here, but what's going on there, and what changes for you day to day? Um, uh, you know, um, not a whole lot changes. Um, you know, I'm obviously I'm pretty bummed out. Me and Coach Hamden were really tight, um, and you know he was a great coach for us. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it is Coach Drinkwitz's system. Um, you know, he knows how to how to get us get us right. 
you know, in the quarterback room and he knows how to call the offense. So um, not a whole lot's going to change. It'll just be a bummer not having uh, Coach Hamden around anymore. I know, obviously, you were, I mean, Coach Drake was the quarterback coach your, your first right. year and a half. And yep. So is it pretty similar to what it was? Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar to what it was. Uh, the first few seasons I was here, you know, he's working with the quarterbacks throughout the week. Um, and, uh, yeah, back to, you know, he's calling, uh, you know, the whole practice and we'll call the game. So uh, just back to the normal routine. Um, but, uh, yeah, obviously going to miss Coach Hamden a lot. Uh, he was great for the program, uh, great for the quarterbacks, uh, and just really one of the most genuine people um, I've been around. So uh, really going to miss him. Uh, the morale is just back to work. Um, you know, usually we all find out our news from Twitter. Honestly, that's where it hits first. You see it on Twitter, let it sink in, you know, say your goodbyes, and then you got to get ready for practice the next day and go re- get ready to win a game. So that's how it works in this business, um, this industry. Um, yeah, you got you, you to gotta shake off that stuff pretty quick. Um, and there's going to be new opportunities for new players like we talked about. Um and the ball would be placed on the line, and the whistle will blow in about six days. So, thanks. My question is like, going back to the film, I don't know how much you've gone back to the film this season, but like, how, how different does it, does it look going back to like the first weeks of the season to, to the more recent? Yeah, it's like, I mean, I don't even know the percentage change. I would say it's a, it's a large change. Um, just by the way my movement is in the pocket, the way I can. You know, see my eyes moving from, you know, my reads and progressions um, and then just making throws. So I, I, I saw a lot of improvement. I was definitely proud of that. You know, I remember <clears throat> one bye week hit, I told myself I was going to watch all for six games, really study each throw and what I need to do better. And I felt like, you know, I got that done um, and uh, definitely proud of that. So not just on the field, but I mean, a year ago, we were sitting here and, and you hadn't even started the game and nobody knew. Just how much have, have you changed in, in your approach to everything? Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a year ago. Um, yeah, it's gone quick, but uh, my approach has changed in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I've had to adjust, you know, different schedules and stuff. And you know, I spend most of my time here at the facility nowadays. And um, I've just learned a lot about being the starting quarterback, so it's been fun. Being good or bad? It's been, it's been a little bit of both. It's been a little bit of both. Yeah, um, last year we played a close game, but ultimately we just didn't finish um, offense or defense uh, for that matter. And, you know, the last couple minutes I missed on a two-point conversion to Dawson Downing and um, you know the defense also had an opportunity to help us win that game right there at the end so I'd say just finish um, and then you know limit penalties um, special teams is always big in bowl games um, and then offensively you can't turn the ball over so obviously this is the first ever, t- first ever meeting between the two and the world. what's it like kind of preparing for the first time you're just going to write the first chapter Right. Uh, we talked about that yesterday. It's the first time we've met. Um, 
and shoot, yeah, set the standard for this matchup, and you know this will go down in the history books for many years. So definitely gotta gotta get this one. It's important. People talk about the momentum of the bowl game kind of being a springboard or not. I mean, do you think there's much to that? Like, did, did last year's bowl game stick with you longer than, than a normal game one? Just because it's the last one? Yeah. Yeah, it did. It did. I also think that has to do with maybe it was my first game starting, too, though. Right. So, you know, it's, I think I'll find out here in a couple of weeks. But uh, that's a pretty valid point. And I think it was great. Um, really, it's just going to be a fun week. You know, we get to go down early. Weather should be decent. Um, you know, maybe there's going to be some Christmas lights up. I'm going to get a Christmas vibe. I don't, I haven't really gotten any Christmas vibes yet this year. Um, yeah, I'm just really looking for Your role change going into this one versus what it has been all year? Um, I've just been getting a lot more snaps, you know, with Damo gone. Bear being hurt, it just done a good job getting me prepared for the role that I'm going to have going to the bowl game. It's been, it's been feeling pretty good. And just what have you learned from a guy like Don, and what are you hoping that you can do in the game? I say I learned a lot. He kind of helped me express myself more. Like I've, I've been able to be a lot more comfortable um, talking, smiling, celebrating um, because of him. I'm going to miss him, but uh, I would just like to probably just thank him for helping me open myself up and having fun while playing football. How do you and this uh, receiving on home field a little bit of pressure? Are you guys eager to play since you're obviously losing all SEC receivers? I want to say we feel any pressure. Um, of course, you know, we're sad to lose our leading, leading receiver, but uh, we just keep our head down, keep working. We're pretty, pretty excited to go down to Tampa to play. Um, and just just keep working. There's really no pressure. We're just excited to go out there, especially with Barrett. I know he's pretty excited. Last game, um, Toski and the rest of the kids, we're just excited to go out there and have fun. How different is Brady both on the field, I mean, as far as his play and just leadership-wise than maybe when you showed up in spring when it wasn't even a sure thing that he was the starting quarterback? I don't think it changed. He's been he's been consistent since the day I got here, and that's that's what I like about him. Um, there's really no question if he's a leader. He's been that. Um, there, he's always helping. He's always giving tips. You know, if you do something wrong, he sees something. He's gonna pull you aside and tell you what he sees, so you could be on the same page with him. So I think it's I think it's good to, to see the growth in him, even though he's been it. But it's it's, it's pretty good. Uh, I kind of talked talk to your dad before uh, after the Arkansas game. You mentioned that you really hadn't spent much time. Uh, Special teams at all. So to make that pump block against Arkansas, what, what, what did that say about just doing whatever you can to get on the field and make the play? Uh, it speaks a lot. Uh, the, when you, when freshman, I told you, you know, if you want to get on the field, play special teams. It's not always a bad thing because if you could do good on special teams, that's going to propel you forward for a bigger role, like going on to the next year. And with me, you know, in practice, of course, we're going to block it all the time. And, you know, going out throughout the whole season, you start asking yourself, like, when is it ever going to come? But you just don't worry about it. And just when the time comes, when I when I was uh when I was in the play, I was like, here it is, and then it just happened. So it, did, it just felt good to actually to see the practice become game day reality. How you guys did a thirty-four play versus Arkansas? A couple of third and longs versus Florida. Had Barry Bannister talking about you kind of taking over his role as a third and Bannister. Uh, kinda. I hear I've been hearing that a lot. Uh, I just I just take from what I see from them. I learn. I, I take bits and pieces from Damo him. Toski, Luther, and the rest of the guys. I just try to pick a part of their game and see how I can impl implement it myself so I can so I can get myself better and just practice 
and executing practice so I can execute in the game so I'm not nervous when the time comes. The teamwork. Um, we can't, no one can do it themselves. Everybody got to do their 111th. I'm not really looking for no hero ball. We're just looking for a nice, complete game all around. Depends. Depends what look they give us. Uh, I just know that we're prepared for whatever they throw at us and whatever they whatever they do, we know we're going to have a counter to it. When you guys face a team that had a reputation of being real good offensively, I mean, does that change your approach at all? Thinking, hey, we have to we have to make sure we match these guys, or is it the same? Um, it's this the same. You don't want to you don't want to overload yourself with too with too much pressure because then you're gonna just you're not you're not gonna execute. You're gonna, you're gonna be too busy thinking, oh, I gotta get this done, gotta get this done. I think the best thing that we can do is just make sure we prepare for what we can do, and we can control what we can control. Um, it's definitely an impact. Um, didn't, I didn't really see it coming. But being in college football, you learn that it's a business. You just got to move on. You got to accept it. You can't dread on it too long. Otherwise, it's just going to drag the team down, drag, drag you down. So you just got to gotta accept it. And you got you to gotta keep working and move. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC producer, George Howard, and the production staff of Monty Davis, Randy Mason, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Tip of the cap to Vahe Gregorian for sharing his insights. That's a couple of days on the show for Vahe this week. What a trooper. Morning Sports Edition is the best digital sports page in America. See what I mean by going to liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC where we talk sports in and around Kansas City every day. <laughs>